people come in and be like, we want to create a culture of innovation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, there are a lot of things that have to happen first because what I've seen is the culture is often a lagging indicator. Culture is the result of investing in innovation and of doing that repeatedly and showing a real commitment. So I talk with folks about the ABCs of innovation, that you need the architecture of innovation. So all of that structure, process, teams, all of those kind of tangible things, you need to have behaviors around innovation and specifically leadership behaviors in terms of how they engage with innovation teams versus operational teams. And once you have the architecture and the behavior working together long enough, producing results, giving people evidence that innovation isn't the flavor of the month, culture starts to come out of that. Welcome to Innovation Talks. Join us weekly as we discuss with distinguished industry guests how to refine and improve corporate innovation and new product development. Hosted by Paul Heller, Sophion Chief Evangelist. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Glad you could join us again. I hope you're all doing well out there. Uh, I have a guest today, Robin Bolton, and she is what we would refer to as a corporate innovation expert. She's she's done a lot and helped a lot of companies. She's got a great career in innovation, and uh, she is founder and chief navigator of a company called Mile Zero. And we'll talk in a minute about what that company is and what that title is. But first, welcome to the show, Robin. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. How are you? Good? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. And you're joining us from where? I'm joining from Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. Great place to be from. You know, is yes. tech as big as it uh, there as it always has been? Definitely. Tech yeah. is big. Biotech remains big. So yeah, yeah, still a hub of innovation. Yeah, sure it is. Sure it is. Well, let's start with uh, Mile Zero. What, what are you guys all about? Right. So we are all about helping leaders in medium and large companies to confidently use innovation to repeatedly grow their revenue. Lots of companies want to do that and not many get results. So we are laser focused on being practical and getting results. Great. Is it always about revenue or are there other targets that you find them wanting to set as well? There's always other targets, but you know, ultimately, as one of my clients said, we're business, not a nonprofit, so revenue is always part of it. That's a good one. That's a good one. And Chief Navigator, that's such a cool title. You know, I get asked about my title, Chief Evangelist, and I have to explain it all the time, but tell me what a Chief Navigator is. I like it. Thank you. So a Chief Navigator means I sit next to you, the leader, the client, mm -hmm. and I help you navigate the way to your destination. So it's really about working in partnership with my clients versus kind of coming in saying, here's what you should do and then leaving. Okay. Okay. So long-term we're in this together. We're going to make the journey together. Yep. That's nice. I like the vision. I like the thing that that puts in my mind. Well, Robin, when you use the term innovation, what does that mean to you? Oh, it's such a great question. So innovation I have a simple, short definition, but it, it packs a lot. So innovation to me is something new that creates value. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that something can be a lot of things. It doesn't just have to be a product. New can be a lot of things. It doesn't have to be new to the world. And value, like we already talked about, it could be revenue, but 
there's lots of other ways to define value. Yeah, I like that. You know, are you seeing a lot of other types of innovation besides product? You know, we read about, hear about business models and, and things like that. Yeah, lots of business model innovation, lots of process innovation, trying to find ways to do things better, faster, cheaper, easier. And then, of course, you know, technology and, and any and all of its forms is always pushing the boundaries. Yeah. Are you working in any specific industries or are you finding that the way you're approaching it can work for anybody? The great thing is it can work for anybody. So right now I'm working with clients in education, in healthcare, and in kind of industrial machinery. So covers yeah. the gamut. Yeah. Yeah. All of them are trying to, as you said, create something new that, that you know, adds that value. So that's really great. Now, what, what are the challenges you're finding that these companies are having around innovation? A lot of it is, I think, innovation burnout. So, you know, innovation as a term now has been around for forever. You know, I think the innovator's dilemma came out in the late 90s, and, and that's really what brought corporate innovation to the forefront. So we've been talking about it for decades, and companies still struggle yeah. to see results. And so at this point, people in companies, innovation just feels like a buzzword and a flavor of the month. And so there's a lot of skepticism when an executive says, oh, we're going to be innovative or we're creating this new innovation team and just kind of like, okay, and next quarter it'll be something else. Yeah. It's fascinating. You know, pick your metric. 70% of all innovation fails or whatever number you want, right? It's always a high number. Always. And it never changes. It's still the same high number 20 years later, right? Yes. Yes. It's maddening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if we kind of unpack this a little bit and, and say, uh, you know, what's really stifling the innovation that you're seeing? It's funny because a lot of companies will say, we need more ideas. And the reality is that I've seen over the years I've been doing this is that innovation isn't an idea problem. It's a leadership problem. You know, I say that with, with a lot of kindness and a lot of understanding that leaders have a hard job. But the reason that innovation is a leadership problem is because leaders have to juggle today. So like delivering today's business, delivering today's revenue, hitting their metrics, hitting their KPIs, all of that stuff that keeps you in business and think about kind of innovation and planning and investing for three years, five years, 10 years out when they will no longer be in the role they're in now. And every dollar they spend on innovation is a dollar they're not spending on the core business. Every person they assign to innovation is a person not working to deliver today's business. So there's this real tension that when push comes to shove and you have to make those resource allocation decisions, usually, you know, today wins. Right. I really like that you said it's it's a leadership problem challenge, not ideas. You know, I've seen so many idea activities fail. I mean, it's, you know, okay, we got our 30 ideas or 5,000 ideas, whatever it is. And then three years later, they're doing it again, different software, trying it again. You know, then five years later, okay, somebody knew we're going to do it again. It's not going anywhere, right? And I think I think you hit the key is it's it's a leadership problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all of those ideas, you know, hackathons, shark tanks, whatever you want to call them, 
they're great, but they're kind of like New Year's resolutions where it's like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym. Okay, I'm going to be innovative. But if you don't actually go to the gym, if you don't have a plan for what happens after you have the idea and the budget set aside and the people set aside and the metrics and, and a real tactical plan and investment, it's just going to be like, hey, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Hey, I'm going to have 30 ideas. <laughs> Okay, yeah. great. Right, right, right. Would you say would you say innovation is hard or is it just it's really not that hard but it's just we can't do it well. What would you say? It's really hard. Yeah. Because in a lot of ways innovation is the exact opposite of what we do every day which is operating. Mm -hmm. So the way we're trained in business, the way we're trained in companies is like you come in and you make things happen and you do things you've done before. And yeah, you, you tweak them and, you know, that is a kind of innovation, that kind of, you know, core sustaining innovation. But you know the cause and effect. You know, you know, at least roughly how to get from point A to point B. And in innovation, when you're doing something new, you have so many more unknowns. You have, you have more questions than answers. And that's really uncomfortable. And it just takes, it's riskier and it takes a longer time than, you know, coming in and operating. So it's, it is, it's really hard to innovate. Yeah. I experienced that as well. I think it's easy, especially if you're thinking about products that you have, it's so easy to just keep staying in those products that you have, you know, and just tweak this part and change that part, but stay in those products, right? But a new product, something you've never done before, that's a hard bet to make, right? Really risky. Yeah. Risky, challenging. You're going to be bad at it before you're good at it. And yeah. that is really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Where does strategy fit in that equation? Oh, strategy, strategy and innovation have to go hand in hand. So I, I always say innovation is not an end in and of itself. You don't just kind of wake up one day and go, let's innovate. <laughs> um, yay. <laughs> it, it has to be tied to strategy. It has to be in innovation must be in service of achieving a strategic goal. So again, the companies that I see struggle are kind of doing that. Let's innovate. And not giving it that tie to, and this is what it needs to deliver for the business. This is how it ties into our strategy and our goals and our priorities. Innovation just is an island. Whereas when innovation is an enabler of strategy and priorities, that gives it a little bit of help because it gives it a reason to be. Yeah, yeah, that's right. When you walk in, when you, you know, kind of come into these companies and you see this, do they have strategy? Is their strategy solid and they just can't innovate within it? Or, or do you find that, no, you have to step back and kind of touch strategy again? Usually you have to step back and touch strategy again. And that's not because they don't, companies don't have a strategy. It's because the strategy maybe looks more like a mission or a mm -hmm. vision. And so choices haven't been made. Or it's very, very near term. It's here's what we're going to accomplish this year. And that's not the timeline innovation is on. So there's always a strategy. But then when you look at it through the lens of innovation, you see the need to push or pull or kind of rethink some things to 
to set yourself up for success. Yeah, yeah. Do you find your audience audiences are receptive to that, or is that something you have to kind of gain a, some confidence, gain some trust before you can touch their strategy? <laughs> you definitely have to gain confidence and trust. And what I always find is there's there are people who kind of knew this, like they have a gut instinct of our strategy. Our strategy isn't enough to get us to where we want to be, but we don't. We don't know why. We don't know what we need to do. So, simply kind of asking the questions helps bring that to the forefront, and and eventually we're like, yeah, okay, we can see that. Here's what, and we work together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you mentioned a navigator, which is I still love that term. Who's who are you riding along with? Is it is it senior executives? Is it is it you know business leaders? Is it innovation leaders? Is it is it the, you know the doers of the company? It's it always starts with the business leaders. So okay. who is that BU president? Who is that person who owns the PNL? Because ultimately they're the ones on the hook for the growth, for the revenue, for the value creation. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, as we were talking about at the strategy level, it's really working with them to say, okay, what does innovation need to deliver? And then working with their teams to say, okay, let's go on this journey together. So let's let's build the capabilities so that you can keep doing this, you know, after I'm gone, and this becomes a perpetual way of working. This this is so cool. How did you get started on this? Because it's it's a great take on, on, on helping a companies be successful without the typical approaches. So how did you start this journey? I started it in the trenches. My first job out of university was at Procter & Gamble. And out of sheer luck, absolute 100% luck, I was put on the team that was developing Swiffer. And so I was, I was part of that journey of bringing Swiffer to market, of developing and launching Swiffer WetJet. So I did the work and I bear the scars of it, um, of doing innovation in a big company. And then after business school, went into consulting and I spent nine years at Clay Christensen's innovation firm. So Clay Christensen, kind of father of disruptive innovation, author of Innovator's Dilemma. So I spent nine years for his partner at his firm working alongside companies and really learning what works and what doesn't in terms of helping a company not just innovate to get that revenue, but innovate repeatedly and build a capability of innovation. Yeah, yeah. So lots of experiences there. You know, Swiffer, boy, you know, okay, I'm sure it was was uh, <laughs> was quite an experience, but also what a success, right? Uh, yes, it is amazing success. And uh I now appreciate how unusual that is. Yeah, yeah. And Procter and Gamble, always that company that's one of those ones that's always held in high regard. You know, they seem to be able to make some really great products, right? And everybody wants to know how did you do that? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. they have great commitment to excellence and to to really understanding consumers and what they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about culture? Are you finding that cultures there or no, you have to spend a lot of work alongside strategy innovation. You're, you're finding that we're going to have to recreate culture or adjust culture. Tell me your thoughts, what you're seeing. It is a 
great question. One of the things that I think about is have people come and be like, we want to create a culture of innovation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, there are a lot of things that have to happen first because what I've seen is the culture is often a lagging indicator. Culture is the result of investing in innovation and of doing that repeatedly and showing a real commitment. So I talk with folks about the ABCs of innovation, that you need the architecture of innovation. So all of that structure, process, teams, all of those kind of tangible things, you need to have behaviors around innovation and specifically leadership behaviors in terms of how they engage with innovation teams versus operational teams. And once you have the architecture and the behavior working together long enough, producing results, giving people evidence that innovation isn't the flavor of the month, culture starts to come out of that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you can't, you can't start with culture. You can't start with culture. Yeah. Not much as you'd like to. <laughs> as much as you'd like to. And, you know, that's always one of the, the things people say, oh, we you know, want to do a hackathon, Shark Tank, whatever, to right. build culture. Yeah. It's like, correct. That's an event, and events yeah. don't build culture. Mm -hmm. Habits build culture. Evidence builds culture. Events don't. Okay, okay, that's really helpful. Yeah. Does does uh, you know when when you're when you're engaging with these companies, are they receptive? Are the are the people receptive? You know, you've kind of working at a let's say a BU leader, and, and they they recognize the problem. They want to help. Are you finding a lot of friction then, or not, I don't find a lot of friction. I, I find folks being really open, really excited. Like any journey, there's, you know, you're excited. Like yeah. think about when you go on a road trip, like you're pumped to go on the road trip. You're super excited. And then inevitably in the road trip, like something <laughs> goes wrong. Like you get lost, you blow a tire, like, and that happens in the journey as well. And, you know, that's again, when you see the tensions come in of, oh, we were so excited to do this innovation, but now something has happened to the business or like we're seeing with the economy, you know, sales are dipping or we're doing layoffs and that's very real and that's part of business. So the trick is how do you keep innovating during those, those challenging times? Because a lot of times what people do is they just stop innovating and they focus on operating, which I understand that tendency, but that's then where the culture building dies. That's where you lose capabilities. And so you've got to figure out how do you keep going on the journey, even when times are tough. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's and that's the hardest part. It's really the hardest, hardest part. part. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the whole, the fact that these, these companies you're working with that, that they recognize this and they're up for the journey, that that's really a good, that's really a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think innovation workers, they see the problem. They know what, they know what they want to do. So I think if you can offer them a hope of, of a better life, <laughs> they're going to jump yep. on it, aren't they? Yeah. They will. I mean, yeah. they're the people who ask the questions and offer up the ideas and you need to give them a path of like, great that you have the idea. Now let's do something with it. Yeah. You know, there's a question that's, I would love to hear your, your thoughts on this. And this is coming out of the blue. So feel free to say, no, that's not my, that's not my, my experience. I can't give a perspective. I watch companies that have, 
they keep trying the next the next big way of doing something, right? And so, you know, we had these methodologies and then we have new methodologies. The latest one is, you know, we went through, what well, we went through, Six Sigma, StageGate, Lean, on and on. Now it's Agile, right? And let's try something else. Let's try something different. Maybe this is the one that's gonna gonna help us. And I see... I was at a conference and, and a guy came out of the big session and he, he caught, he just, we were chatting. He says, you know, we moved from business units to tribes and I still have no idea what we're doing here. <laughs> True quote. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but, but any thoughts on that whole methodology and, and, and what you're seeing is people are trying to be agile and how that might be different from when they were trying to be lean, just stream of consciousness. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's, I laugh because it's totally shiny object syndrome. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I'm going to jump on the next thing because maybe that is the answer to my problem. And it may be, but there's some homework you have to do beforehand. And it, it goes to the strategy. Like, why are we doing innovation? You have to think about what does innovation need to deliver? And then you actually have to take a really hard look at yourself as a leader, as a business and say, what are we ready, willing, and able to do. And what I see so often, I joke that when, um, you know, when innovation teams, standalone innovation teams or labs were all the rage, you know, companies were like, okay, we're going to set up a lab and we're going to, you know, put two people in it and give them $10 and they will create a billion dollar business. <laughs> and I'm like, if that were going to happen, they would not be working for you. <laughs> would be creating that billion dollar business on their own. Um, and then, you know, corporate venture capital became the shiny object. And it was like, okay, let's, you know, get some people together and send them out to talk to startups and then we'll make investments. And then nobody made investments. And it's because there's all of this, you know, shiny object instead yeah. of really being disciplined and taking that, you know, the business skills that we have and saying, what do we need to deliver? Why do we need to deliver it? What are we willing to commit to? Because this really is a minimum three-year commitment. Okay. And hard work, like we said and in the beginning. hard work. <laughs> I can't hard just work. bring this, this little shiny object in and everything's great. No, yeah. it's not going to work that way. No. We'll say the innovators, the entrepreneurs, the people in the companies, they will persevere. Like, we, we are, um, <laughs> the best way you say it is we are just like, masochist of like, yeah. <laughs> with the promise of, of changing, of doing something better, of creating value. Like the hope will sustain us for those three years. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You innovate and you're doing it because you have a, you own it. It's yours. You're, you're going to do it. Just you're going to do it. You. Like it's just Absolutely. who you are. You that's have right. to do it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really exciting. You're working on some really great stuff. You know, where do you see things going in the next, call it the next five years? Do you think we'll figure some things out around innovation and, and there'll be something next? Or do you think, no, we're going to be in this for, for quite a while? I think there will be progress. It will be slower than we want or expect because progress always is. And, you know, ultimately it all comes down to, to humans. Like we're all humans and we are all varying degrees of risk averse. We are all varying degrees of resistance to change. And, you know, the decisions that have to be made at the leadership level around the resource allocation, around the commitment, around how you navigate through challenging times, 
those things aren't going to go away. And maybe we'll get better dealing with them, but you know, people are going to people. And ultimately, it's always people at the center of everything. So we'll make progress, but it'll be slow. It'll be choppy. And yeah. It will be progress. Great. Well, I've got, I've got two questions maybe I'd like to ask you. Sure. What piece of advice would you give to somebody who's, let's say, the, the leading an innovation team of, you know, a small team of people? They've got a great product idea. They, they know what they're trying to do. And they're working in a company. They've got that whole environment around them. What piece of advice would you give them? Know how what you're working on is going to contribute to the company's priorities and to those decision makers' priorities. Kind of be able to quickly answer what's in it for me. Yeah, because that's something people don't think enough about. Yeah, yeah. They're you know, thinking about the product, they're thinking about the idea. Not that piece you just said. Yep. Yeah. It's you focus on on consumers and who the ultimate users are, and that's great. But you have a whole world of customers inside your company that you've got to sell to first. Right. Yeah. And you'd, some of them are going to block you. Some of them are going to help you. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Now the same question. Well, one piece of advice would you give that executive who's saying we've got to do a better job at innovation? Don't know where to start have a reason why you have to mm. be better at innovation. It's very easy to say we need to be better at innovation, but what does better mean? What does that look like? Why is that important? And then lean in, roll up your sleeves, and you're going to have to dig in with the innovation team because they need you in a way that is very different than how your core operating business needs you. You need to learn alongside them. That's how you sustain the innovation. And this is amazing. I don't know if our listeners are going to believe this or not, but you and I did not discuss those questions ahead of time. They yep. were they were fresh, you know, just there, and you just <laughs> nailed them. So this was awesome, and I, I was, thank you for letting me put that pressure on you because I, you know, okay. it was. But but you did great. I think that's that's really exciting. The answers thank you gave you. were exciting. Yeah. So. Any final comments you want to make to our, to the, the people out there as we kind of draw our conversation to a close? It's been great, by the way. Thanks for, thanks for stopping in and sharing that, all of that. Oh, this has been great fun. And for everyone listening out there, say, keep going. No is the start of the conversation. It's not the end. Keep going. I love it. love it. Now, Robin, if people want to follow you and kind of track what you're doing and learn more, what's the best way? The best way is to go to Mile Zero's website. So it's milezero.io. And you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Great, great. And we'll put links in the show notes to both of those. So to your LinkedIn profile and to your to your website. So, well, this has been great. Really appreciate you stopping by. And like I said, let's keep in touch. I'd love to, love to check in and see how innovation is changing in the future as you see it starting to, to evolve. Great. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope that it progresses wildly. And in three years, we're all just living the dream. No, but you know, these, these constant challenges, which keep coming, right? Okay. First, it was the pandemic. Then it's a supply chain. Then it's this, then it's that, you know, there's no one and done anymore. And innovation has to embrace and just handle all these things that are just hitting it. So I think you know, I'd love to come back to you and say, what are you seeing as the challenges and how are companies coping with 
there's not one-offs anymore. It's a continual stream, right? <laughs> yep. It's just the way we work now. Yeah, that's right. Okay, Warren. Well, you have a great week, and thanks for joining us. You too. Thank you so much. And to our listeners out there, wasn't that incredible? A lot of fun. Do Please do check out Robin and, and her, her website and all the things she has to offer and, and engage with her and, and look at opportunities to, to talk to her and help yourselves do a better job at innovation. Thanks for listening this week. I hope you have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week for Innovation Talks with Paul Heller. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For additional information on today's topic, check out sophion.com, S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com, where you will find plenty of innovation-centric content and corporate best practices. If you'd like to discuss anything with Paul or would like to get in touch with the show, email us at talks at sophion.com.